Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast, week three of a series we're doing called Developing the Leaders Around You, which I'm hoping is going to be super practical and helpful. We looked week one at, uh, wow, why do we want to develop leaders around us, why it's so critical. Week two, we looked at some of the limiting factors or attitudes in our own heart or mind that can hold us back. And what I want to look at today is simply, what do we go looking for? Now that we're set, ready, okay, I want to do this. What do potential leaders look like? Because if we don't know what a potential leader looks like, well, number one, they could be right in front of you and you miss them because you don't know what you're looking for. Or number two, you end up choosing people that don't really have a lot of potential to lead. And so you invest your time, energy, and effort and actually don't see any return on that investment. So when Jethro challenged Moses, we read that passage in Exodus uh, chapter 18 a couple of weeks ago. Look at the two things that he instructed Moses to look for. Exodus 18 verse 21, but select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Do you notice the two big things that he speaks about? Number one, capability. Select capable men. This is the ability issue. And then number two, integrity. Will people trust them enough to follow them? So Jethro's advice, Moses, don't choose just anyone. Choose people who are capable and choose people who have the character to go with it. If we look at the New Testament, in Acts chapter 6, when uh, they chose those seven leaders, it says in Acts chapter 6 and verse 3, Brothers and sisters, choose seven men who, from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them. So notice the two things in the New Testament that stood out as the key potential leadership characteristics required. Are they full of the Holy Spirit? That, determined, that speaks about their relationship with Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit at work inside of them. And then number two, full of wisdom, which speaks about the track record of the decisions that they've made in their lives. Now, I want to use these two texts. Let's bring them together. And I've tried to identify the five C's, the five C's that I kind of try and remember myself when I'm looking around, Lord, who have you called to be trained into leadership? These are the five things that I recommend. So the five C's of picking potential leaders. First one, of course, is calling. And, and I say it's of course, but actually sometimes we can end up training people because they're super committed, they're super faithful, but the reality is they've never been called to lead. Calling is important. And the question behind this is, are they full of the Holy Spirit? Is there evidence of the Holy Spirit at work in their lives? Now, here's what's important. Because to lead is going to require courage, to lead is going to require inconvenience, and to lead is going to require them to change. And you want to be investing in people already full of the Holy Spirit. You see the call of God all over their lives, and those are the people that you want to invest in. When God called Joshua, he said, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. So the first thing, before you invest, be on the lookout. Lord, I see the calling of God upon someone. There's a passion, a fullness of the Holy Spirit, a desire for the things of God. Go looking for a sense of calling in people's lives. What does it look like to be full of the Holy Spirit? Well, it can be the fruit of the Spirit, can be the freedom of the Spirit, can be the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Choose people. Call of God and full of His Spirit. Second thing to look at is competence. Question is, is anyone actually going to follow them? This is the ability question. Leadership is a skill that some people have in greater measure than others. Now, John Maxwell, who's devoted so much of his life towards training leaders, 
actually confesses that chances are you're only going to be able to help them grow about two rungs on the ladder. So if 10 out of 10 was the perfect leader, one out of 10 is a terrible leader, chances are even with your investment in their lives, you're only going to be able to take them two rungs up the ladder. So what that means is if you choose someone and you see potentially they are already about a 6 out of 10 and you invest in them, you can take them to an 8 out of 10 leadership ability, which is a great leader, well worth the investment. But if you keep choosing a 1 or a 2, you could take them to a 3 or a 4. The reality is they're still not going to be that effective. So here, when you're looking for competence, you want to look at their lives, you want to look at their family, their marriage, their finances, their business, their working life, and you're looking for competence in their lives. What's their natural leadership ability? Because those people, if you take them two rungs up the ladder, will give you a great return on investment. 1 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 5, speaking about David, it said, whatever mission Saul sent him on, David was so successful that Saul gave him a high rank in the army. There was already evidence of competence leadership in his life so number one calling number two competence number three character this is huge the question here is is there fruit of christ-like character in their lives you know when you select a potential leader you're not going to find a finished product you're not going to find someone who already looks like jesus and that's not what i'm talking about what i am talking about is a couple of critical things that if they are missing then i wouldn't want to invest in them as a potential leader now what did jethro mention remember when he spoke to moses he mentioned three things he said number one they fear god now that speaks about a humility that speaks about there's a genuine conversion in their lives there's a genuine a sense of Jesus is my Lord. Don't try and train, train people where Jesus is not already at work inside of their hearts and lives. Secondly, he said trustworthy. Now that speaks about a reputation for integrity in their lives. Would you trust this person to look after your house or your car? Is there a sense of trustworthiness? That's a non-negotiable. And then the third one, is hate dishonest gain. That means there's a moral strength to their lives. This is someone who will make a tough choice and do the right thing. You don't want to look for someone who's doing shady deals on uh, the sides because that's a, an issue of their relationship with Jesus and it's going to come back and bite you. So when we look at passages in, uh, in the Bible and it speaks about leadership in the church in particular, one, I mean, 1 Timothy chapter 3, it speaks about elders or pastors in the church. Now have a listen to all the characteristics or requirements. It said, here's a trustworthy saying, whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. The overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. My point is this, every one of those characteristics except one able to teach is all about character. So yes, a big part of training leaders is developing character, but when you go looking for potential leaders, look for character, especially big things that would disqualify them. And let me lay with uh, the last two then. Number four is commitment. The question is here, do their lives reflect the wisdom of their commitment to obeying God's word? Wisdom is the ability to turn God's word into practical decisions in our lives. So be careful 
When you're looking for a potential leader, in the, look at their lives because they are where they are now because of the past decisions in their lives. Look at their marriage, look at their family, look at their finance, look at their work situation, which will give you an indication of their true obedience to God's word. Find someone who shows fruit in those areas and they're well worth investing in. And last one might surprise you is chemistry. Uh, in Acts chapter 6 and verse 3, it says, Brothers and sisters, choose seven men. There might have been more. Choose. And here's the thing. Some people walk towards you, and as they do, you get excited in your heart because you love spending time with them. Other people walk towards you, and something in your heart drops, and you're secretly trying to avoid them. The point is this. Don't choose people you don't actually want to spend time with. Now, I'm not saying you only choose your friends, but choose people that you want to invest in, you enjoy being with them, and it can result in friendship. So, there's the challenge. I was challenged years back by one of our pastor friends, and he said, Brent, get out your pen, get a piece of paper, and start writing down some names of people in the church who could be potential leaders. And once you've done that, compare those names to these five C's, and what you've got left is some real potential people to invest in. Do the exercise, do the challenge, because next week we're going to get very practical about how we develop the leaders around us. Hope it helps. Can't wait to see you again next week, and bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership, where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.